All right. Welcome to the second episode of the podcast on the Radiate channel. Here today we have our lovely vice youth director. He is also the piano player of 2464. He has been in many projects in the youth, especially uh, all these fundraisers for camp and the Philippines. <laughs> uh, just let us know your name and what you do. Oh, I, my name is Samuel Kanekoa. And by the way, I'm not the vice. <laughs> oh, are you not? <laughs> I'm not the assistant. Oh, I'm going to cut that out. <laughs> what are you? What? I'm, the, uh, I'm just in charge of the youth worship. Oh, <laughs> where was I? Currently, Chad is the assistant youth director. Wow. Oh, okay. I guess. There's only one. When, when was that changed? In January. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, well, I'll just leave it in. Whatever. <laughs> oh We're going to leave it in there. Leave it in there. You in, in my now. heart, you're the vice director. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the 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 ba- most basic questions, like, uh, so you're the worship director. Yes. Right. Um. So why don't you tell us how, when, and how did you accept Christ as your Lord and Savior? Um. Well, I pretty much grew up in the church. Grew up coming to church. My Great grandfather was, you know, the pastor before, and then now my grandpa is the current pastor, and my parents were always um, in the church. They got saved too through my my grandparents who went to the Philippines on a mission trip and well started a church there, and that's how my my mom came to the Lord. Um, was through yeah through the work that my grandparents had started in the Philippines. Oh, so, okay. So, um... Oh, yeah, I didn't really answer your question, though. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait, where so, is it? <laughs> yeah, I know, where am I going from there? So, yeah, um... I guess I didn't really... Because it was kind of just tradition going to church, so I guess I never really accepted, you know, Jesus as my personal savior until um, I was a little older, when you when understood I, yeah, what was going on. Exactly. Um, it was at camp. Um, I don't remember what year it was, but I just remember, you know, making that decision to to just surrender my life to him and just follow him and completely and, you know, just trusting that he will, you know, guide me in the right direction and, you know, just kind of accepting that love, that free gift of love, because, right. I mean, like, coming to church, I knew about it, but I never really, I guess, accepted it until, you know, I was older and I understood, you know, why Jesus died on the cross and mm. he died on the cross for me. So, uh, transitioning from that, um, growing up in the church and all that, what was your experience growing up as a PK? Oh. And and for those who don't know, PKs is pastor skids. <laughs> um, I always like to, <laughs> I always like to ask this because yeah. like every every other PK is like is a different experience. Mm-hmm. For me, it's it, it was good and bad. Um, <laughs> I was, you know, I was always known as like a good, you know, a good boy growing up. Um, I never really did anything crazy (laughs) well like 
Wow. But but you still get that little like, <laughs> yeah yeah stern, but, yeah. but there was um yeah because like you know people would always think oh you know you're you're, you're the grandson of the pastor so you gotta act a certain way you have to always be at church or I always have to be you know here on Sundays attending youth activities. Being part of the worship team, so there's a lot of expectation as a, right. as a pastor's kid. Um, but I, as I grew older, um, probably around when I was in high school, going to college, I kind of like wanted to, you know, step back for a bit. Maybe that's when I kind of, you know, the rebellious side kind of yeah. took over me. And, <laughs> and well, I, of course, yeah, you're gonna grow up in a in a prison, mm-hmm. and then you want to try to break out. You yeah. Know? And Especially want, if you have so much expect expectations on you. Exactly. So right. I, I kind of wanted to just, you know, get away from it all. And like, that's when, you know, the questions started, you know, popping up. It's like, oh, you know, it's kind of like knowing your found, where your foundation is. And, yeah. and that's where all the questions rose up. Like, do I even really believe in God? Is Is God even real? Was Jesus like, you know, a real person? What? Does you know um, God have to do with me or, right, or yeah. in my in my life? And, and questioning your faith isn't necessarily bad. You no, know? that just know, shows that know. like you want to know more. Exactly. You you know prove me that you know blah blah blah. Um, instead of being like, just follow what everybody else is following. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I didn't want to be you know ignorant with my faith. I wanted to know why, you know, why we do things at church or like you know why, why do we even have you know, like worship, what is worship all about? What is, why do I have to sit here in a pew every Sunday <laughs> and, you know, like learn about God when I could learn about God on my own? So, yeah. you know, all these, you know, questions and thoughts just kind of came up and I kind of wanted to just discover God on my own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But one of the, the, the biggest questions that I I always think is, because uh, your, your grandpa always pushes this, is like, what is Bible school versus like just being on your own learning about god like why would it be beneficial or why do you think it's not you know um because i mean well i went to bible college for like a year in south carolina and that was a really great experience i learned a lot but you know bible college you know there's a lot of well it's pretty much like school but you know you have your head knowledge Mm -hmm. just like the knowledge about the bible and history and stuff but um i think when you step back from that when you when you're away from I guess you could say when you're away from like other believers or other Christians and when you're alone um, in the world when you have friends that are you know aren't Christians um, like how do you defend yourself or how do you defend your faith Um, I had to learn Mm -hmm. you know how I can relate to them and explain the gospel to them right. without being so preachy. That way they could relate to the gospel. That way right. they could understand it. Um, I had to, you know, yeah, step back from being being in this Christian bubble and kind of just really uh, um, tell people about the gospel in a way that they could understand and um, you know, understand where they were coming from in in their lives. How can how can I present Jesus to someone who make it consumable? Never, yeah, yeah, who's never heard of him before? Instead of like, you know, 
bashing him over the head saying, oh, you're going to go to hell. Yeah. <laughs> Those are the, the Christians that make us look bad, though. Yeah. Well, try to talk close. <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like I'm glad that you went to Bible school and like I'm glad that you're using that knowledge today in your leadership. Um, so today's episode uh, is about discipleship. And I brought uh, ah. Sam on because he is all about discipleship and he always likes to... Um, make sure that we are trained in our the the next generation. Next generation is trained. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of the 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 main questions is what is discipleship? How can you define it? And we we learned this from uh, Eli. Was it Eli? <laughs> no, um, um, Sister Cheryl, Cheryl's uh, recent oh, yeah. youth um, service uh, sir, uh, message. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. So how how do you define it? Yes, for me, discipleship is yeah. Um, you know, going out into the world and preaching the gospel, um, but it's also really nurturing, you know, other believers, you know, teaching them, kind of training them, um, really just kind of encouraging them, raising up, you know, the next generation or the next group of leaders that, you know, will take over when you're gone. Um, discipleship is all about, you know, Really, just sharing everything, your experiences, everything that you went through, and helping, you know, that your disciple become a better person, mm. and so that they can, you know, share the gospel and share the love of Christ with everyone yeah. that they meet. Yeah, I, I think that's totally like um, a main concept of Christianity is that you share your faith and hope that they can spread out the love that you gave them, mm. and like. Sometimes it's hard. Sometimes yeah. people don't accept it. You know, mm-hmm. they don't accept your love. That's that's cool. But love them af- from afar. I was told. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's all you can do because um, I believe discipleship is something you have to be willing to accept. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like yeah. if you're if you're the one um, that someone's trying to disciple, you need to be willing to accept that help. Yeah, you have yeah. to be willing to be discipled first of all. Like, yeah. You don't want a a student that's kind of yeah. <laughs> You know, talk back or be rebellious and try to well, you know overpower. That's the only way they'll they'll learn though is if they they're willing to learn. Like yeah, um, they have to. Yeah, like a a big example is like I could learn a language, for example, but I'm not gonna be like once a day on like Duolingo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I have to be in it to like and commit to like uh, be dedicated to learn this language, and then I'll learn it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's the same same thing with faith. Um reading the bible praying every day some people are uh i'm i'm guilty <laughs> i don't do it every day <laughs> um but the next question would be uh, what what does it mean to you i think you talked a little bit about that oh yeah what does it mean to you yeah um yeah pretty much like kind of what i said about um you know nurturing other believers nurturing people in the faith um Really um, instilling that that word of God into them and making sure that they know how to um, properly, you know, witness to other people about the gospel, and it's and it's also more than um, it's more than just you know maybe Bible studies every every week or like just you know teaching them on on a during a Sunday service. It's really spending time with with your students or spending time with, you know, 
the young people that we have here and just getting to know them and letting um, getting to know what makes um, them excited about mm. you know sharing the gospel to other people or what what kind of gives them that confidence or that encouragement to really not be afraid to share their faith right so um that leads to a perfect transition by the way um can you tell us about this vision school you've been attending oh <laughs> <laughs> yes vision school wow so i also uh, was in vision school but i i, I dropped the second <laughs> term <a> while. <laughs> <laughs> yes um vision school was really great it kind of just uh reminded me of everything that you know, I was taught as a kid about being a missionary. Um, we met, we kind of just, yeah, randomly met this girl named Taylor. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she, <laughs> she came to our church one Sunday, and she she was telling us about this whole thing called Vision School and, you know, how that, you know, there were, mis- there were missionaries pretty much that go out into the world. Uh, they mostly focus on the 1040 window, which is, Primarily in um, the Middle East, mm. that's the kind of like the focus. That's like the least evangelized group of people in that area. So they really focus on that area. Um, and then at first, I was kind of like, "Oh, this is really random. She's just <laughs> coming here and then you know just sharing." Right. And, and then all of a sudden, you know, she wanted us to come and attend this vision school yeah. that they were having, and they were asking if they could borrow, you know if they could have the service, the vision school at our church. And at first I was kind of, you know, skeptical. I was like, what, <laughs> what is this? You know, what is going on? It's a cult. Yeah, <laughs> it's a cult. <laughs> but, um, you know, once we started the vision school, I realized they have, you know, they have the same heart. They have the same vision for, you know, to reach the lost. And um, some people might find it, you know, extreme, but, you know, it's you know, it's in the word of God that you exactly. know that we're supposed to go out into the world and you know preach the gospel. And you know, yeah. each, each and every one of us shouldn't be afraid to you know stand up for our faith. And I really just admired um, their passion and the zeal they had to just to. They were so excited, you know, just hearing all their testimonies. They would have speakers come from different parts of the world, from Korea, from. U.S. Um, people who lived in Turkey and Iran, Jordan, um, they've just been all over the Middle East and just share all their testimonies and hear what God is doing and how he is saving people, um, especially people in the Muslim community and how God is using these missionaries to reach out to them and, mm. you know, save lives. It's, it's amazing. So coming from that question then, or coming from the fact that you were in vision school, um, it kind of draws a line, not draws a line, but it kind of intertwines discipleship and missions. Mm-hmm. And so my question is, why do you think, because of this vision school, why do you think it's important to implement both? Ah, uh, I think um, because, you know, you can't really be a missionary if you, <laughs> if you don't if disciple. You, yeah, if you haven't been discipled. <laughs> exactly. Um, like if you don't know your, your word, <laughs> if you don't know, you know, you know, scriptures about, you know, what you know, Jesus told us to do or how to, you know, witness to people, how to share the gospel, then you're going to, you're going to be thrown into the mission field and kind of be clueless on, you know, what you're even there for. 
you really have to have a heart for other people.、Mm. You have to really love them because when you're out there, it's going to be really hard to to love other people.、Um, you know, because you're in a new culture,、right. it's a different environment.、Um, That's why I like. I'm I'm sort of afraid to.、Um, Talk about my faith sometimes because、mm. I, sometimes I feel like I'm incorrect. You know, like sometimes、right. I'll say stuff that I think it's right, but it's not. You know,、mm. um, but that's what discipleship is for. It's、yeah. to to train others into knowing their faith, into going out and then doing a mission on that. And、um, yeah, sometimes.、Uh, and the next question is、uh, e- even evangelism、um, can intertwine with discipleship. How do you think that that does intertwine? First of all, what is evangelism? <laughs> Evangelist.、Hmm. I guess for me, like I've always thought of evangelist as, you know, you know those old time <laughs> preachers that <laughs> would go out,、yeah. you know, and you know preach in these big tents or have in stadiums、oh, and、okay. just share the gospel and、uh, just evangelize pretty much and really.、Um, well, my question is, do you? Like a perfect example is like Paul, right? Paul in the Bible,、mm-hmm. um, he went to church to church to to talk to them about Jesus. Yeah. Do you think he's a in the evangelist, or was he just doing、um, a mission for God? Both. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. It kind of like、yeah. it's kind of blurry. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's it's intertwined. It works both ways. I think that discipleship is intertwined within every aspect of Christianity.、Mm-hmm. Um, whether it's through missions to through um even worship ministry, you know,、mm-hmm. and then stuff like that, someone has to teach, um, someone has to learn, yeah, and then someone has to pass it on, and、exactly. that's the process. Um, so that's a good segment. <laughs> But going on, uh, what does it mean? Or sorry, backtrack. What is the characteristics of a disciple? Characteristics of a disciple. I think you went over a bit. Like you have to be willing, willing to to love people. Yeah, willing,、um, available. Of course,、mm. you want to be available to be used by God. Because, and、um, you have to, you know, let go of control.、Mm. Um, so many people, you know, want control over their lives and. When they go on mission trips, they freak out. They're like, "Oh, I want to do this. I'm going to go do that."、Um, but when you're on these trips, it's this is when you kind of lose all control and you give it all to God because it's only God that's going to help you like minister to these people for sure. And you, you know, it's only God that can show you where to go, who to talk to, what to say, because a lot of people. When they're out on these trips, they're like, "I don't know the language. I don't know、yeah. what to say." But you know, I've heard so many stories where even though they didn't speak the language in that country, God still used them.、Um, you know, like through music or through if they knew sign language, even just like、yeah. hand gestures or like passing out booklets、yeah. or something. They didn't have to know. Like people were kind of drawn to them because they could sense the presence of God in them.、Yeah. I feel like everybody has a purpose in their、mm-hmm. life for God.、Um, like、uh, I forget who it was, but one of their、um, a, la- a woman 
that I knew. I forget her name. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but she gave, she gave birth, right? And she her newborn uh passed um like a couple of minutes after and I got rest her soul. She's okay now, but um but it was kind of a blessing at the same time because the the organs were donated to other bodies. Mm. And they obviously lived on and um it was a kind of a blessing in the disguise, but sometimes blessings are kind of given in a way that it hurts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So transitioning, the one of the things I would like to talk about is, if I could find my question. I don't, I don't think I wrote it down. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the, the question is, uh, what are you sacrificing when you disciple? Um like you were talking about time and energy, right? Mm-hmm. What else were are you are you sacrificing by discipling others? You're pretty much sacrificing yourself, mm. <laughs> like all of you know, all of your wants, your desires. Yeah, that's the hard part. <laughs> yeah, um, and you're kind of just yeah giving up your time to to really pour everything that you have into these other people and it's yeah it's not easy it's not. because you have to give up of yourself and um but i believe you know once you do that that's when god can fill you and that's where yeah. god gives you the strength for sure and you have like this amazing this crazy strength after you know because you know god will help you god will supply god will give you everything you need you know if you're doing his will if you're in his will if you're doing his work you know god will take care of the rest for sure yeah uh like a good example is um for example uh like merla and mike Kanas. like they do so much for the church but they have such a busy schedule like yeah i kind of feel bad (laughs) but they're 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 always available and they're always like saying like i'm we're we can always help the youth and whatnot right and like kind of like makes me feel bad <laughs> yeah they're uh they're amazing <laughs> yeah they're super like they're always available um yeah like um uh, and in the last episode i was talking about um how leadership and whatnot and how people take tr- uh, initiative mm-hmm. um and one of the topics was uh val driving the elderly mm. around mm-hmm. nobody asked him to do it but he right. did it anyway right he did and those are the type of people that like that you want to be discipled from you know what i mean exactly. people who this uh sacrifice their time and energy to go out of the way to to uh what do you call it? benefit you yeah yeah <laughs> for for nothing in return like for that matter yeah and it's crazy <laughs> let me tell you one thing about val though <laughs> <laughs> i love my brother-in-law <laughs> but <laughs> i think you can a lot learn a lot from his actions <laughs> Sometimes not when he speaks, because <laughs> sometimes it's nonsense. But you learn a lot through his actions. Mm. That's what I really appreciate because um, he works so hard. You know, every every Sunday picking up the nanas and mm. yeah, it's it's you know sacrificing you know time and what like he wants to. Maybe he wants to go eat on a Sunday afternoon, but He's... you know he'll make the time to. To pick up these nanas and then take a, take them home after church. It's so weird though. <laughs> <laughs> like he'll pick up the most randomest ho- um, habits or not habits, uh, hobbies. Hobbies, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the one of the biggest normal ones is like board games. I, I mean, that's fine. And then he goes into like um, 
RC. RC. Yeah. <laughs> and then he goes into like um, cosplaying, which is like no offense, but when he does it, <laughs> it's super weird. <laughs> He'll, he has like this spandex Pikachu like costume. I'm like, do you have underwear on? He's like, no. I'm like, he's. I, I think he's mellowed out now with his cosplay. It's he's more. Fine it's now. more normal now. <laughs> After he got married, when he first started, <laughs> he's he's yeah, fine now. Pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah, I love it. It's funny because it's funny because even Josh was like that's saying good. stuff like that. He was like, oh, he he, he can be something else. <laughs> But yeah, but he can see his heart. In the, yeah, it's in the right place. You see his heart. Um, what's else? How or when do you think it's you're being done being discipled, and when it, it's time to disciple others? Ooh, that's a really good question, right? <laughs> I don't I think that it. ever <laughs> stops. That's I true. don't think you ever stop discipling people because. No matter what age you are, you still have this knowledge that you can share with other people. You still have, you know, especially when you're older, you have all these experiences mm. and everything that you went through that you can share, that you can share with all these young people, and you know, you know, and let them know that you don't, you don't want them to make like the same mistakes. Yeah, or, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, and, Val. <laughs> <laughs> I won't do that. <laughs> and then, yeah, you 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 never stop pouring out all all your knowledge. For sure, I don't think it'll ever end until you you die. But even then, when you die, like um, if you really instilled all this knowledge in them, they will continue that legacy, and they will, you know, continue to share. Right. You know the experiences um, that you shared with them, and it's yeah, it's like a never-ending story the bible yeah the, the <laughs> biggest realization of that exact fact was when um noel passed mm. right and it was mm. pretty sad but mm. then eli came up to me he was like yo you gotta teach these younger kids how to play instruments i was just like <sighs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> i was like that's a big responsibility man <laughs> sure is that's a lot of time in sacrifice like mm -hmm. he was talking about and um it just made me realize like it never stops it keeps on going yeah until um until you pass that on to someone else. Mm -hmm. And that's the most important thing is that your your wisdom is being used um, for the better. Right. Um, yeah. And uh, going back to vision school, how has it given you motivation to uh, push forward as a leader who wants to disciple others, who wants to um, go on missions and whatnot? Um, even though... Even though I'm not in vision school right now, um, I I am still I still want to go on a mission trip, and I still want to you know go to like the Middle East and and be a part of you know the mission work there. Um, so you know I'm still praying and hoping that you know I can manage to to juggle both you know my job and you know things at church with you know doing missions um oh pause <laughs> oh look that's crazy it's val calling oh, you <laughs> he heard us you <laughs> he heard us on the podcast <laughs> sorry val i can't answer right now <laughs> I'll, no. call, I'll call him later <laughs> I gotta sorry, put, I gotta, sorry i gotta put my phone on silent what <laughs> is my phone on silent <laughs> oh it is okay um, why is my watch on silent <laughs> 
What was I saying? <laughs> oh shoot! About vision school. Vision school. You were saying that even if you're out of vision school, something, something. Oh yeah, even though I'm not taking vision school right now, yeah, I still really want to go on a mission trip. Hopefully soon. Um, but I know that we do have a mission trip to the Philippines coming up yes. in December. There's going to be like a big youth convention there. Plug it in. What, so, what's the, what are the dates? Um, I'm determined. not too sure. <laughs> but I know it's the day after Christmas, December 26th till I think till January, the early January, I think. This is we're probably going to stay there for two 2019. weeks. 2019. Yes, 2019. This year. So really, pr- we're really praying about that, praying that... Um, God will provide and especially have a lot of our young people here go because a lot of them haven't experienced, you know, yeah, a mission trip or what it, even just going to the Philippines, they haven't seen and they don't, like, they don't know what, don't what know. it, you know, what it's <laughs> like. What it's like. <laughs> you know, what's crazy though is that Josh had a really good point when he, when he first announced it, he was like, we're not going to go there just to vacation. We're not, yeah. yeah. Exactly. For sure, like, um, I'm not sure of the details, mm-hmm. but I'm sure he wants us to experience the full-on, like, um, experience of what people go through every day. Right. Right. So I think it's amazing that he thinks it thinks about that um, specific detail that way because if you're going to go there and you're just going to go to a hotel and just have fun, yeah, well, what's the point? It's not, <laughs> even, it's not, not a mission trip. It's, it's not a, a vacation. Trip. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So... Um, that that goes into my next point is uh, uh camp, mm. camp this year by the way is uh June, twenty second to the twenty seventh. I think so. Yeah, <laughs> I think so too. <laughs> I don't memorize these dates. Yeah, I gotta check. <laughs> but if 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 you haven't signed up yet, sign up now. It is uh now currently how much? I believe it's like eighty five. I think they raised it though. Oh yeah, I yeah. think by a certain time, yeah. If- if you don't register by a certain month, the price keeps on going up by like 10, so, 10 bucks. Get your uh, uh, registrations done. Yes. Not too late. By the by the time this comes out, it'll be... Uh, I looked at my hand. Maybe camp already. <laughs> it'll be May. It'll be May. <laughs> okay, good. Um, but um, yeah, it's... it's uh, what do you think about camp and how, how do you think um, it sort of implements discipleship? Or does it oh, really? It, oh, it sure does, yeah. definitely. I I love going to camp. Um, camp is my favorite thing. It is going to be a really fun one this year. Back on Kauai at Halekoa. Um, just really excited to see everyone again. Yeah. You know, all our, all our friends, diff- the different youth, youth leaders from Maui and Kauai, Oahu. So it's just really a time where we can all just come together and kind of, you know, just check up on each other and just mm. to see, you know, how how everyone's lives are going. And, yeah, you know, continue to disciple each other because we're always encouraged when we hear, um, you know, our brother or sister from Maui or Kauai speak and, yeah. you know, share their struggles, share their testimonies. And For sure. I, I just love hearing from them. And especially, you know, when we have small groups during camp or uh, when we're having our the devotions, just just to hear all their all their stories and you know what's going on in their lives and and from there you know once we know you know what they're going through we can be there to you know encourage them and help them mm. and help disciple them to you know and don't give up and you know 
it's not the end, you know. Right, yeah. You know, we're here for each other and we're there to support them. Cap is one of those things where it's like, as a, as a, as a youth, but let's say you're in junior high, it's one of those things where it's like, oh, it's summer camp, cool. Mm-hmm. But as you get older, you kind of develop this maturity and faith where it's like, yeah, camp. But um, sometimes I feel like some campers, they, they just like, oh, camp, I need to get my high up again in faith, right? Or they go there for the wrong reasons. Or, or that too. Like, hey. let's be honest. Yeah, like, let's be honest. Most campers are dating. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not to call out anybody. <laughs> but no, seriously, on the, on the fact that... Um, uh, what was I saying? Oh, go, going for a, uh, like a, a high in your faith. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's it's kind of wrong when they say like I'm going there because I'm spiritually dry. Mm-hmm. But in fact, like you should be like spiritually high the whole year. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Especially when you prepare for camp, you need to fast and um, yeah. pray and all that. Shouldn't re- you shouldn't just rely on camp to like fill you up? Exactly. You, know? you should really rely on god <laughs> how's your relationship with god have you been like praying have you been <laughs> reading exactly. your bible you know how's your one-on-one time with god are you even you know even making time to, to talk to god every day um i think that's something we just forget and we just come to camp and we got all these burdens all these troubles and well, <laughs> we just uh, throw everything on the altar especially as a youth it's like what are you doing like you don't work you, you just go to school high school <laughs> You have all the time in the world to read your Bible. (laughs) You know what I mean? High school drama. That's true. They're they're (laughs) always into like their own type of drama. And like the leaders always hear about it like two seconds later. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) We know everything. No more more pranks at uh, camp anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Who knows? (laughs) (laughs) Um, What's another question? Um. So when you look at back at your 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 um, what do you call it, leadership team, how as a team do you plan on uh, discipling the youth now in 2019? Ooh. Besides, like the, I notice you guys do weekly meetings now for like 15 mm-hmm. minutes or more. Yeah. Um, you guys do weekly uh, youth services now, so um, I actually love that because like I've been craving that. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, consistent. It's now. consistent now. Yeah, <laughs> even um, if we had that fundraiser, we still held it on a Friday and not a Saturday. Right. Yeah, we still have it. But um, how as a leadership team, um, are you guys planning to disciple? Oh, I I think you know Josh is, has been a really great leader. Um, he has really stepped up to the plate. Mm. Um, you know, taking taking over for me and um, is really good to just kind of step back and let let them. Take you know, take control. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it has been so great, you know, just seeing the new leaders working together and, you know, really working hard to disciple these, these new group of kids. It's, it's a new generation. It's a totally new group of kids now. And, um, but, yeah, you know, I feel super old. <laughs> right. <laughs> you feel super old. <laughs> but it's great to see them, you know, consistently coming to, to youth service every, every Saturday night. And they're super pumped up about yeah, it, too. Yeah, and they're excited, and yeah. they'll bring their friends. And it's just a really great time. And, you know, we're, we're having a hero series coming up mm. right now. So every youth leader is going to be sharing about, you know, a hero from the Bible or, you know, different heroes in their lives. And, you know, just having these consistent youth services has really 
you know, kind of built built up the young people again. Um, you know, I see them, you know, sitting in the front again, yeah, <laughs> during during main service, <laughs> and um, really, it it keeps you know the fire going, and it's it's consistent, and it kind of you know lets us step back, you know, from everything that happened, you know, during our work week or whatever happened at school, and that way we can just fellowship and you know focus on God and just right. worship and you know. Josh said this one thing is that um, he's a big picture guy mm-hmm. and like he appreciates his team and how they um, they think about the small little details. How do you think um, how do you think how do you uh, how do I word this? What do you think you guys do in particular that enforces discipleship? Like uh, do you guys stay organized? Do you guys stay like in um, one of the things that Josh just mentioned was like communication. Oh, yeah, communication is key. Okay, it's it's such a big thing, you know, as a leader to communicate with your with your team, um, anywhere, um, mm. in work, business. Well, school. with anybody, <laughs> yeah, anybody. It's communication is is key. So, mm. um, as you know, youth leaders, it's so important to you know really talk to each other and. Um, like for us as you know we always try to make it a point to to talk to the young people after after church or you know after youth service just to check up on them to see how they're doing yeah um or sometimes we'll just go eat together lunch or dinner and um just to hang out and then that's you know kind of how we disciple them too um just spending time yeah like well, that, that comes yeah, to my next like question is time. like, how the, do you think uh, communication um, implements into uh, discipleship? So you were saying like, you just hang out and like reaching out to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, can you uh, expound on that? Because, um, you know, originally when you come to a youth group, you know, the new ones tend to be really shy and, yeah. <laughs> you know, they're kind of apprehensive at first and like like oh, i don't know anybody um um like for example the the godoys when we first met them oh yeah yeah, yeah. um in maui last year <laughs> last camp yeah they were like wow. super shy we've uh, known them for a year now yeah we've known them for a year and That's just crazy. it's just amazing you know jacoby is now part of the leadership team and you know joseph and dom have been really, you know, stepping up and really helping out with the young people, and you know, they play a they play a big part. They make up <laughs> most of our youth group. <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, let's I be mean, honest let's here. Be honest. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's just amazing to see, you know, how they, you know, come out of their shell and really, um, you know, have been sharing their faith too with their friends and being there, leading by example. Pause. Oh, we have someone at the door. Oh, hi. <laughs> oh, I think they're gonna meet in the the main the sanctuary. <laughs> yeah, we're just doing a a recording right now. <laughs> oh, did I open the side door? I don't know. You had to open the side door. Oh, go ahead. Hold on. And we're back. Sorry, we All had right. to take a break because uh, there's a lot of people coming in through because there's a Bible study actually tonight. Um, we actually Ooh. forgot where we left out on. So. <laughs> I know it was about camp. And we were we were talking about camp and discipleship and how um 
the last thing I remember was like our spiritual high. People people go there just to do that, and like I felt like the whole year you should feel spiritually high for God, mm-hmm, right? Yeah. So how do you think, as a disciple, um, do you try to change that mindset mindset on the youth uh, that who who attend um, camp? Um, it's kind of hard to yeah, say, right? it's hard to it's it's per person it's yeah, yeah. it's it's a, like a different walk for each person and um you know even as leaders sometimes we'll stumble and fall and we'll make mistakes oh, for sure um but like for us we know that like first of all as leaders we know that camp is you know we try to make camp for the the younger people that we really try to help them you know be the next uh disciples and you know it's really all about just teaching them and and then kind of just guiding them just mm. being you know you know counselors and giving them advice being a resource yeah being a yeah. resource and letting them know you know that they can always come and talk yeah. to us if they're going through anything one of one of the craziest things that i always like experience which is super weird is like people asking me for advice you know what i mean like it's like i'm the last person you should go to <laughs> But like, um, but uh, for example, like uh, I'm into video and photos and whatnot. And mm-hmm. like uh, one of the people who usually ask me questions about that is actually um, Chan Lee and John Lee. Ah. And it's weird because it's like, oh, what kind of computer should I get? What kind of camera should I get? What what do I do there? Why why do I do this? I'm like, um, YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> YouTube. Honestly, <Google> it. <laughs> honestly, <laughs> like, but it's like it, it kind of. Makes you feel valued as a yeah. as a person because they they see you as a resource. They see you as a person who gives um, wise advice. Yeah, they trust they trust that you're gonna give them good yeah. advice. So <laughs> it, my question is like, was there a case where you felt like you weren't the right option for them when they asked for your advice? Oh, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I always feel unworthy. No, um, yeah. I mean, there are some instances where it's like, oh. Are you asking me? Yeah. <laughs> Probably like the like for me like if someone asked me about like dating advice like I don't know I don't know, <laughs> I don't know. I've never dated no, yeah. <laughs> no. hey he's single guys <laughs> or girls sorry no um he's, yeah and then I always sometimes I'm it's it's just like I don't know how to answer them or what to say because it's like oh really you're really asking me right now like, <laughs> I don't know about um so you know it all depends yeah you know what i found though is that sometimes when they ask they just really want you to listen yeah which is like sometimes i can't read that so i'm like how can i fix this you know mm-hmm. but 99 percent of guys are like how can i fix this right yeah or they just want someone to talk to and yeah <laughs> yeah to listen right because i could be like um doing something on my phone as long as they're talking to me but <laughs> I'm not <laughs> passively listening. I'm actively listening. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> I'm like I'm not like uh huh. Yep. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, like like as long as they they know you're listening, they yeah. they they feel a lot better afterwards. Right. Yeah. And it's, it's sorry. It's still funny. <laughs> 
I, I like to make sure I, I let them know that I'm listening. Even though if I'm like on my phone or something, I'll just yeah, I'm I'll just repeat what they say. <laughs> <laughs> so you said this and okay. Exactly, right. But uh yeah, active listening. Especially like so um this jumps into like a whole different topic, but like the five li- love languages, like people are they love in different types of ways. Mm-hmm. And it's sort of uh, similar into like how you wanna be discipled. Um, in last episode, I told Josh about like the five ways of learning, like kinesthetic, um, audiovisual, um, taste, whatever. I've it's not even learning tasting, <laughs> but <laughs> maybe if you're a food person. But anyway, but like um, I was saying, everybody learns in a different way. So, right. in your experience, how can you determine a person's um, learning style? Oh years of practice <laughs> years of experience no it's really hard um you really have to really get to know them to understand how they learn um what's the fastest they, way they can learn things and yeah each person is different and it all depends you know even on your teaching style mm. some people will, will so what not is what is be, your teaching style my teaching style <laughs> Um, I'm very patient <laughs> and forgiving. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. I can see that. <laughs> Some people would say I'm too nice. Oh, for sure. Which I'm trying not to be anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I need, mean, no, I need to be more stern. Um, especially like when I'm teaching. Well, I I guess it depends on you know what I'm teaching. If if, if it's like a you know, like some kind of serious deep stuff, or if it if it's just something. But it's sometimes it's frustrating when they don't get the point. You know what I mean? Yeah. So how do you um avoid or not avoid, but overcome that obstacle of like them not understanding? I would usually, well, I talk to them one on one, and I wouldn't want to like embarrass them or anything. <laughs> but well, yeah. like I, you know, pull them to the side and like. Well, most importantly, that's the biggest um, you important value as a leadership. <laughs> yeah, is you don't call them out in um, a public space. Yeah, <laughs> because that just makes you look bad <laughs> as a leader, right? So, um, and yeah, yeah, you, you just really want to do your best to try not to like embarrass them, and and you just really have to figure it out. Depends on, I guess, it all depends on what you know, you're teaching them what they're trying to learn. Mm. So tell me a time when you have, you've had someone to disciple and they're being a difficult person, but you, you learned how to talk to them, how to teach them, how to uh, communicate as we were talking, what was important. Hmm. Let me see. I think... Well, there have been instances where, you know, I would try to reach out to this individual individual, and, you know, at first they were very, I guess, standoffish, um, like they didn't want to talk. And it's like, it was kind of hard for me to read them. It's like, um, what do I say? How can I be, you know, approachable? How can I make them, you know, you know, open up and, and share, you know, what they're going through? Um, so... 
it takes a lot of work. Like you really have to make the time to know that person, to get to know them. You know what makes them tick. What you know how how can you can maybe make them feel more comfortable mm-hmm. around you to share. You know whatever it is it is that they're going through. And you know once I kind of found you know a way I can relate to them, then that's when um, th- that person opened up and then you know started sharing. You know you know, their feelings and the struggles. And um, I think that's the best way. There's never really an easy way to... As a leader, like, there's a lot of difficulties, like, leading, um, especially with the youth, you know, because they're just discovering who they are. Mm -hmm. They're discovering their faith. They're discovering, like, um, why it's important to be in their faith. Um, So I I completely understand why it's super, super difficult to... Mm -hmm. um, not only like put yourself in a position where you're close to this person, but to actually lead them to, and guide them where they need to be. Yeah. Yeah. And it, um, I think that's the the most difficult part about discipling. Yeah. And it takes a lot of prayer too. Like sometimes it's, you know, not, <laughs> not what you can yeah. do. It's really what God, God, can God can speaking to that person and mm. um, really just praying for them. And, you know, only God can really change someone's heart. Mm that's the only thing um is some some people they don't understand that um they're gonna put keep pushing mm-hmm. um I yeah for, there was this uh analogy you want to push them away <laughs> there was this analogy i forgot what it was but like um uh you're if you're as if you're pushing a rock on a mountain and then it falls over on the other side kind of thing mm-hmm. you're working so much for only to let yourself fall basically yeah and you're not working hard, uh, smart, not hard. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or you the other way around. <laughs> you're working hard, not not smart. Yeah. You want to work smarter, not harder. Exactly. So in 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 um, a disciple's point of view, how do you um, minimize those uh, those obstacles, those uh, things that hinder you from discipling to move forward? Hmm. Yeah. So a lot of prayer, of course. <laughs> <laughs> um. I mean, I know there's always going to be obstacles no matter what. Because, um, you know, the devil doesn't want you to, to disciple. The devil doesn't want you to share all this knowledge you mm. have. And he wants you to keep it to yourself. And um, I think it's important that you just be, you just be true to yourself and um, be honest, be authentic you know, whenever you're talking to someone and really just trusting God that, you know, he will give you the right things to say. And because there's never, there's, there's really no, you know, set way to, yeah, <laughs> to, to, um, the, the way I like to think about it, there's no set of instructions for you left here to follow. Mm-hmm. Um, there is the Bible, there is people, and there is, you just need to put that knowledge into someone else. Mm-hmm. There is no, like, how to do it, or, yeah. Yeah, and, well, yeah, it, that, and it's just, you know, it takes practice. You you really have to have a heart for people, mm-hmm. I think, for sure. to, to be a disciple. Um, well, if you don't, then why are you doing it? Yeah, at yeah. At the same time. Right? <laughs> exactly. Um, I guess for me, like I've always been a, a shy person um, growing up. 
I was super quiet, super shy. Mm. Like I really, even to this day, I I kind of like don't really, you know, share <laughs> share much. Um, because I I guess I'm kind of sometimes you know I like my privacy and stuff. But um, I guess what really allowed me to to open up is, uh, I think first of all maybe moving moving to the mainland to to California. Mm. Mm. Uh, it really helped me step out of my comfort zone, allowed me to just, just, you know, figure out, you know, my life and what I want to do. And it, you know, being in California, there's like just, it's totally different environment from a different way of life from Hawaii. And, For sure. You know, it's, you really have to fend for yourself there and <laughs> really like fight for fight for what you want and um but you know the the church community there was really a uh, great support when we moved to California and just having that support system was you know what really encouraged us to keep on going when right. when we were playing like like playing music or traveling the country we had like our support system we had you know mentors or different youth leaders that right. would pray for us whenever yeah. we were traveling and that would you know help and encourage us and guide us in our faith even though we yeah. weren't yeah tell us that story um that you guys thought you guys were gonna go on tour but it was like really like a charity event or something oh it was like a mission yeah, <laughs> yeah it was yeah. a mission trip <laughs> <laughs> okay okay this is funny so okay we had we're we're gonna join this thing called the extreme tour it sounds like it sounds pretty epic right yeah. <laughs> So it was, uh, I don't know, we were checking out the website and everything. Oh, the Extreme Tour. And we, um, it, it was like a Christian band from across the country going to come together and just go on tour. We thought there was going to be trailer. We were going to have our own trailer. <laughs> we thought we were going to you know, be staying at hotels or something like that. Right, right, right. <laughs> but come to find out... <laughs> It was all a lie. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, come to find out, it was yeah, it was pretty much just a big, like mission mission trip where, you know, we were we were there, you know, of course, you know, to play music and stuff, but we were really there to you know share the gospel to to all these people and all these to the people all over the country, um, whether it be at, you know skate parks at the mall or um we went to this juvenile detention center wow. and, um yeah just different churches and different homes we would go to and just really minister and share the gospel but you know at first like we thought you know it was going to be like this you know you know it's every band's <laughs> dream to go on tour you yeah, know yeah yeah <laughs> especially with like other christian bands right yeah. or other bands in general and we thought it was going to be like this kind of big glamorous thing but it, it was really just when it you know came to the roots of it uh, the heart of it it was just all about missions and that was their vision to, to you know to to share the gospel with every, every town every city that we went to whenever after the show after the concert we would have a time where we would pray for people mm. or share the gospel and you know it it was fun. It was so much fun. Yeah, like yeah. 
at first we were kind of like, oh, what are we doing? This is really because we had to step out of our comfort zone. Yeah, we had yeah. to, um, like before each show, we were we were required to you know pa- hand out flyers and. <laughs> We had to go to the, the malls or go to people on the streets or like wave people down and tell them, "Oh, come to our show. We're having yeah. we're having a concert at this park or at a skate park or you know at a church. Such random places. We had shows <laughs> in such random places. You know, at basketball courts and on on a bed of this trailer <laughs> on a truck. <laughs> oh yeah, it, it was crazy. <laughs> um, but. Just seeing how God moved and mm. God really changed our hearts. You know, at first we were like, you know, I don't want, I don't want to be a part of this. <laughs> like, you know, it's like, what is we this? We can do this on our own. But it really built our faith and see, we really saw people's lives changed. Because, um, you know, everyone was grow- going through so much. You really don't know um, when, when people would share their testimonies about you know, or how they received salvation that night they came to know, accept the, uh, accept the Lord as, you know, their like, savior. Yeah. And it was just amazing to see that. And then they would just share, you know, how they were, you know, people would come to our shows and they would be like, they could be like doctors or, mm-hmm. you know, people who make so much money. But when they come to our show, they're like, you know, I wish I was doing what you guys were doing, you know, just traveling the country and, you know, sharing the gospel and, yeah. Um and it's it's an amazing thing to be to be a missionary, to mm. be a disciple mm. because that's when you really put God in control of your life. You know, you don't have you know God is your boss. He <laughs> he tells you where to go, he tells you you know who to talk to, who to pray for. And that whole tour was just really trusting God for everything. And it was amazing just and we, it changed our lives. It made me more confident as a person. Mm. It made me open to share and, you know, share my testimony and share, you know, all the things that I went through. And it really allowed me to, you know, speak up. Yeah. Would you, would you say that was your first experience uh, doing missions? Yeah. It was. It was. Yeah, it was. Wow. It was. And so, so from the, from that day till now, um, what, do you think has changed through your mindset like uh through doing missions uh, it obviously it motivated you to do some more mm-hmm. um but what else do you wish to accomplish from that i think once you go on a mission trip you know you're always going to have that heart um but even even before i moved to california mm. i would always you know watch um this show it was called travel the road but it's it was about these two missionaries that traveled around the world. I wasn't born yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it was a pretty old show, but that's I, I can't. I think that's where it kind of started having my heart for missions or just seeing other people saved, mm. what God can do. Because they, they, yeah, they traveled all over the world, and I've always wanted to to do that, just travel the world and you know share the gospel, and just to see their heart for others and just see that love regardless of you know race or background or culture and even though there's like language barriers they you can see that god still worked through them and it it's was amazing. A, it's very encouraging to see people's lives just flip yeah um, in front of you especially for god um 
it's definitely one of the uh the benefits of being a leader is seeing people change because of your efforts mm-hmm. um even if you're not a leader you know you still have that power yeah um, you don't have to be a leader exactly so i i believe that you can make change without um seeking a title mm-hmm. seeking um what's the word validation from people yeah that's the most important one like when people are like am i doing this right like no like do it because you want to do it right. you know um yeah it's getting to that time <laughs> and it's been like an hour but uh <laughs> what i would like to hit you with a fact real quick and i want to hear your thoughts about it um the word discipleship was not mentioned in the bible how do you think mm. how do you feel about that Ooh, well, no, I saw that. I was like, "Wow, really?" <laughs> there were disciples, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's, there's disciples and make disciples, but the word discipleship was not mentioned. Um, so, do you feel that changes that aspect of uh, discipling others, or does that not change anything at all? It's just a minor detail. I don't think it changes anything at all because. You know, it still says go out into the world yes. and make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father and Son and the Holy Spirit. Exactly. Um, so even though it might not say discipleship, mm. they still did go you know, and go. Yeah, and they disciple. still did what you know Jesus commanded them to do, and then that's you know what our job is as Christians is that we are to go out into the world and preach the gospel. So we shouldn't. Just because that word's not yeah. in there. <laughs> then you shouldn't undermine that. <laughs> but, um, oh, shoot, I brain farted again. <laughs> um, I really need to write my notes. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, bec- uh, going back to that fact, um, uh, do you think it's a, a contemporary thing now with Christianity where it's like, because, because most churches have a, a foundation and they have like a home church, right? um before um like i was saying about paul like he would go out to church to church and to speak about jesus Mm -hmm. is there a difference or is there not or is there is it the same thing you know i think you know the heart of it is still the same today because even though it's well it's different times uh i think the gospel can be preached a lot quicker now because Mm. of social media yeah for sure the internet facebook churches like they live stream their services now yeah you know (laughs) isn't that crazy there's really you know no excuse and (laughs) (laughs) we can travel so much faster now than it was before Mm -hmm. um there's so many ways to to share the gospel right now so um we have no excuse not to you be utilizing these tools (laughs) to yeah to be a witness and we shouldn't yeah the newest things now are um besides worship worship has been a thing for a while but the newest things now is like video um creation uh photo basically creative leadership and uh, the the creative ministry as Mm -hmm. they call it um do you think someone was able to uh disciple someone into going into making that that department available or was it something that someone just took a step forward and like just chose to make this department happen like someone it's 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 both because yeah um, yeah you know of course they probably saw a need for it Mm. and they someone probably had to step up and like oh i'm gonna you know take over this department 
Um, so it's really just kind of developing those talents that God gave you and, you know, utilizing it and really using it for the glory of God because, mm. you know, we all have different gifts and talents and there's so much each of us can do for for our church or, you know, for our community. And if I think if we're utilizing all those gifts, God can usually, mm. God can usually use, use you greatly. Yeah. Um, uh, following that, um, that thought about uh, creative ministry is, uh, do you feel um, sort of like, is there a separate like message that they need to be um, spoken to? You know, like, like, for example, like there's always different types of messages about relationships and whatever, but is there a way that we can preach like creative creativeness creatively or yeah oh no i i know what you mean like yeah yeah like is there a way to like minister to because because they're the like, creative department or like the people who are into you know, art or visual art yeah because because i was saying like um each person learns differently music. so maybe there's a different type of uh, speaker for that oh yeah totally like for me i learn i like to learn visually <laughs> no yeah versus <laughs> Um, like I, I can't, I can't stand it if a preacher is, you know, monotone. <laughs> if if it's, yeah, if there's nothing creative or <laughs> if there's nothing that can capture me, then you know, Are you uh, talking about your uh, dad? Then I'll <laughs> <laughs> maybe <laughs> no, <laughs> no. <laughs> like people have to know how to reach this generation. Yeah. And it's it's so important because, you know, if if the young people are bored of the message, they're not they're, gonna, they're not gonna come back yeah. to that church. If if you don't if you're not capturing them creatively, then they can just go anywhere else. Um, yeah. Have you heard um Stephen Furtick speak? I have before. Yeah. A while ago. He is a really good pastor, yeah. and I could tell why. The number one reason why he's good at speaking his message is because he's good at storytelling. Mm, right. You know what I mean? As as long as you capture their attention and they they you capture their um um what do you call whatever it is like as long as they're listening yeah they're gonna like perceive the story and be like oh that's why you know yeah I mean? you want to be able to relate to them and exactly so that's why like in movies um the the main character is always uh perceived as relatable mm -hmm. you know and then you follow along in their journey and then you're you feel for them as you they go along and then that's why that's why you invest their your heart into them mm -hmm. and that's why i think that he's a really good pastor <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like playing a trick on your mind but it, he's really good at it doing it like yeah. without being detected you know it's true you always want to be able to just share your story share your experience that's that's really how I mean, like the Bible is a book of stories. Mm. Well, the okay. The question is, can you teach that talent? Can you teach someone how to speak? You can, but or, I think some people are more nat. Like yeah, natural or are speaker. they naturally gifted with that talent? You know, I think I think some people are naturally gifted. Yeah. with that talent. Not not everyone's meant born to, to be, be a speaker. Yeah, or meant to be a speaker. Um, yeah, it comes naturally. Exactly. And if and if not, they have. You know other talents <laughs> that they're good at. No, that's true. But like, I don't think everyone 
is comfortable you know, meant with knowing to, that. <laughs> meant to speak on the stage sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I always think like I'm not a singer, but I can play instruments. There you go. You know what I mean? Um, I, I think it's a bit getting too long. <laughs> so let's wrap it up with a couple more questions. Right. Um, I always hear um, that there is do goals like I want to do this I want to do that do goal I want to ask you your who goal who do you want to be <laughs> who do you um, admire um, yeah mm. so my last three questions are who were you who are you now and who would you want to become Ooh. yeah so do you want to be friendly organized etc I or who do you want to be um, in light of? Like, I want to be like Jesus or something like that. For me, I think right now, I, I think I want to be more confident. Because mm. um, right now in my life, I'm trying to kind of like figure out what I really want to do. And I want to know that whatever I'm investing in that it's going to be be worth it and I want to yeah just be be more confident in everything that I do I want to be confident in God and trusting God that he's going to you know direct me and lead me in the right on the right path and yeah I always just want to be a better version of myself mm. I never want to settle for less you know I don't want to be you know the person I was yesterday you always want to try to be better and it's always and like, I think for me too. I, I sometimes we we try to compare ourselves to other people. It's like, yeah, yeah comparison is, is. I mean, it's it's bad. <laughs> sometimes mm-hmm. it can it, you know it it can really kill your joy because then true. it makes makes you feel not you're not content with yourself. Mm. You're not happy with what you have or what who you, or who you are. So, um, I think probably less comparison for me and more focusing on what you know you know bettering myself mm. focusing on what i need to know on what i need to do my goals and not not looking at other people's okay well the the, the last two was who were you right and who are you now who was i and who am i now i was i could i could help you i was lost <laughs> <laughs> oh <laughs> like i, I did not know what i was doing um as a as an individual as a person as a leader before previously um i was lost um but now i'm found (laughs) (laughs) amazing grace right right (laughs) (laughs) no but now i i'm confident within myself where i know my true talents i know how to utilize them and i know my weaknesses and how to take advantage of them as well Mm -hmm. and i want to take this podcast further (laughs) i like that yeah i was lost but now i'm (laughs) Let's take that. <laughs> That's my answer. No. Oh, shoot. Um, I was. Huh. You can say anything you want. I was. Ooh, it's a hard one. It was a lot of things. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I was a lot of things, but now I know who I am Ooh, in Christ. <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> All right. Um, 
is there any uh social media outlets that you want to let the people know to follow you on instagram facebook twitter oh <laughs> um yeah um i just have instagram <laughs> At Dapper Sam. Dapper Sam. D-A-P-P-E-R. Follow him for his uh, recent... Uh, <laughs> a lot of, uh, you know, photo shoots. Yup. Fashion, styling. <laughs> his uh, uh, his cosplay. His cosplay uh, uh, coach. Uh, baked items. <laughs> oh, yeah. What's your second Instagram? Oh, Kanekoa.bakery. Yes. But I haven't updated that in a I long know. time. <laughs> I'll, get, I'll get to that now. Maybe when I start baking again. Yeah. <laughs> Taking a, a high... Yeah, yeah. So Facebook at Samuel Kanakoa, uh, Twit, um, what do you call it? Instagram at Dapper Sam, Kanakoa dot Bakery. Yeah, Kanakoa dot Bakery. And then also one more thing: any announcements for the youth in the near future, not now. <laughs> oh, near future. Well, yeah. Speaking of missions, please, if you would like to go to the Philippines this <laughs> December, please sign up. Um, we really want to get a big group to go out there. And just, you know, fellowship and meet new people. Yes. Be missionaries, be disciples. Yeah. For the, work, it's not going to be easy. I mean, we work hard, but it's going to be so worth it. So yeah. much fun. For the people who don't know, it's the biggest, like, convention um, that Yeah, there's going to be, like, a to. big international. Exactly. Like, there's going to be, like, a thousand plus people there. Yes. It's going to be super lit. <laughs> um, next thing is the uh, camp at June. Like I was saying, 22nd to 27th and Kauai at Halekoa Camp. Um, if you didn't register yet, please register. There's only like a handful that registered so far. Yes. And uh, please help out with the fundraisers to help you gain money to uh, either fund your flights or your registration. All right. Cool. Cool. All right. Thanks, Eddie, man. <laughs> so awkward. <laughs> okay. Thanks, Edward. Ew. <laughs>